everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. I'm Edie Tolbert. And I'm Jennifer Edwards. And we are Business Besties. Hello, everyone. We are back with the Business Besties. I'm your co-host, Edie Tolbert, with Jennifer Edwards. And we are excited to piggyback onto the last two weeks of Knowing Your Numbers, Um, The first week, we talked about how important they are, and they are important. It's not not just for the IRS or your state tax commission. It is for you to be able to make those decisions that affect your business. Mm -hmm. They're your story. story. They're your story. Your numbers are your story. And then last week, we gave you four steps um, to getting there. First, knowing your streams of income, and then your break-even, which will lead you to knowing your profit margin and any decisions that you need to make to do anything differently. But this week, we want to dive into break-even. And I know, y'all, I'm I'm sitting right where you're sitting. I'm not a bookkeeper, accountant, none of the above. And when somebody, Jennifer, said, <laughs> what's your break-even? I gasped. I lost air. I almost passed out. I was like, I don't even know what kind of language you're speaking right now. So I don't even know how to tell you what my break-even is. And she, I said, I literally said, this is, she goes, well, Edie, what's your break-even? And I went, is there a formula for that? <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. And she said, Yes. And so she quickly began to walk me through how to figure out my break-even. And y'all, this was just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of years ago. I've, I've been in business with my day spa for 10 years, I think, at this point. My nonprofit for two. And I had never sat down and figured out a break-even. And you and everybody else. Yeah. I'm, we're, yeah. You I'm were, not the exception. Nope. You are actually means. not the exception at all. Not, but can I tell you that the um, confidence, the freedom that I know now when I sit down to figure out a break even because you have to do it more than once. It's not just a one and done thing. You have to keep doing it. Well and let me because inter- let me numbers inter- change. Yeah, do. Let me interject exactly as what I was gonna say. We if unless you've been living under a rock, uh-huh. you um have heard that inflation is at a 40-year high. Right. Which means that if you did a break-even four months ago, mm-hmm. y- you need to do it again. Yeah. Because every single mm-hmm. thing you're paying for mm-hmm. is higher now. Mm-hmm. So break-even is very fluid. Once you get the basic mm-hmm. of, basis of it down, it's yeah. a little easier. You know, you get all your categories down, you're you're good to go. But let me, let me do a quick yes. tell you what break-even is. Your break-even is when you take all of your monthly expenses to run your business, you add them up, and you come up with um, an annual, and then that pretty much is your break-even. So in other words, all the expenses it takes to keep your doors open, that is the break-even of the amount of income you need to bring in. Right. So you break-even. You are at zero. You are at a zero sum. You are at... Everything that this that comes in, I need to bring in this much in order to just have enough to have the doors open. This is not, you know, bonuses for employees. Mm-hmm. This is not making improvements. This is not, I mean, this is just what it takes to keep your doors open. It's so. just what it takes in order for you to provide the service that you're, ser- you're yes. doing. So that includes things like your utilities and your rent and your insurance um, all of your taxes, the supplies it takes, any subcontractors that you hire, um, those subscriptions that you have that only hit your bank account, you know, once a year, 
Um, that's what you're, all of those things, those equal your break even if those are the necessity to keep your business going. Exactly. And you want to make sure that you, you add in all those, those small items too. Like if you do, I do a MailChimp monthly um, mm -hmm. to run our newsletters and any, any yeah. type of mail outs that we have. Um, invitations. That's, we do that on there. We have Canva. That's where we do all the de designs mm -hmm. for the invitations to mail out on MailChimp. Um, if you have an Amazon Prime membership and you right. order things on Amazon, you have to make sure that you add in that it's now $14 and it's not $12.99 any longer. But you have to well, factor that you in. you know, he doesn't make enough money. I mean, he's the one making all the money right now. <laughs> he had to raise Prime because he's just, he doesn't have enough money. He's had to hire a bunch of people, though. <laughs> I mean, think about all those people that are over there making money. I know. I'm being and the, and the drivers that are in the vans. Drive, yeah, I'm okay. just being mean. I'm, I'm figuring his break even is what I'm doing. But it's so, all of those things. It's yeah. not just the supplies it takes to do the, to provide yeah. the service. It's all those hard costs, too. You have mm -hmm. to factor all of that in. Yeah. And when I honestly, when I first sat down and did this a couple years ago, all I figured in was the supplies it took to do the job. I didn't take into consideration mm -hmm. the hard costs. So many people and do that. And I kept, couldn't, couldn't figure out why I wasn't making, I wasn't even breaking even. Yeah. I thought I was because I thought that's what I did. Right. But no, it's, you got to fact, you got to, if nothing else, start with a budget, mm -hmm. sit down and write down all those things that you pay out monthly. Look on your bank statement for heaven's sake. Sure. It'll tell you what's yeah. there. If you're not, if you don't have any, if you aren't at the place where you've started doing any type of bookkeeping, your bank statements are your friend. You're right. Because honestly, that's where all the money comes mm -hmm. and goes. Unless mm -hmm. you're doing cash, and then we're not even going to talk about cash right now. No, because that, no, no. That's super complicated. Yeah, we're not doing that. And you can get in all kinds of IRS trouble with cash, but... In terms of what's coming and going out of your mm -hmm. um, your bank statement, um, that's where you go to find all your data if you don't have a bookkeeping system already in place. Mm -hmm. Start with your bank statement because, I mean, even even when I do my – and I didn't used to do my bank statements. I would do them three, six months at a time. Mm -hmm. um, but now I have it in my full focus planner, which I have mentioned before. Um, I, I know when I pay my rent and my insurance. I know when I pay my utility bills. I know when um, – Forgot where I was going with that. Shoot. And it was good. Oh, you were saying that you do oh, it. Your I bank statements I have every it, single month. I have it on my yeah. daily planner when I'm supposed to well, do I'm, my bank statements because... How many of us have just taken our bank statements or we don't receive them by mail anymore? Oh, I don't. Yeah. And we just ignore that email or that mail because mm -hmm. we just don't even want to know. Yeah. yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, when I have to figure out my taxes, I have to pull all those out. And then do them all. And then you go into a deep hole yes. and people don't go there. It's, yeah. it's ugly. It is so much better. And this, this goes along. It's so much better to do this on a continual basis. I do it on Fridays. Um, it's just a part of my Friday. And I make sure that I, I do that and my mileage because mileage is a huge tax write-off. And I... Um, I'm doing it now on Fridays. Let me just be totally transparent. I usually am really great until around May. And then <laughs> for some reason, I just kind of give up on the whole track. I mean, I have the tracker on my phone and I do really great until May and then I just stop and then I've got to do May, June, July, August, September, all the way at the end of the year mm -hmm. trying to do my taxes. And it takes it takes forever to do it all at once. And I can't remember where I've gone mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I have to look back at my calendar and it's it's just a big pain. Anyway. So I do that weekly, and then I have an end-of-the-month routine that I do mm -hmm. where I'm putting the mileage into my accounting system as a um, travel expense, 
which is a journal entry, which you need to talk to your CPA about. But because I've done bookkeeping for three decades, I know how to do these things. Um, and then the other thing that Edie really felt like I needed to tell you as um, I have just this really simple way for myself to know my break even. And that is on Excel. Mm -hmm. I have um, all of those things that come out of my account, either monthly, quarterly, or annually. And I have them all in an Excel in those columns, so monthly, quarterly, and annually. Then I do the, the Excel magic formulas that mm -hmm. are out there. And I have it to in one cell where it tells me how much I need in my account every month so that all, when all of these things hit, mm -hmm. I know I've got enough money. So if it's monthly, I know how much money I have to have in their monthly. But at some point, it has to start accumulating because some of those things are annual fees. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure that I not only have the monthly in that operating account, but in addition to that, there has to be the additional for the things that come out quarterly and then yearly. They have to The money has to accumulate. So that's why I did that formula so that... When I put that money in there every month, yes, mm -hmm. it covers the monthly, but there's a little extra so mm -hmm. that it covers the quarterly and the annual as well. And that's and that's so important because um, that's just a little detail that you can do mm -hmm. that's easy. Like for me, um, even though I only give my tax accountant for my nonprofit um, three months at a time where I've, I've already done all the, the bookkeeping, all she's doing is plugging it in so she can file my taxes for me. But I still go ahead and subtract monthly out of my Quicken account mm -hmm. um, the cost of her services so that when she mm -hmm. walks in and it's three months worth of services, I don't go, oh, snap. I've right. already, it, it's the same principle. Yes. It's the same principle. Making sure that you've got the money there to cover all of those things that come monthly, yeah. quarterly, yearly. Because who likes getting surprised? I mean, no. Nobody likes no. getting surprised by these things. And I mean, for example, if you're in a business where you have to have um, insurance, mm -hmm. like we all have, we, mm -hmm. if you don't, you probably need to at least go get a small policy. I'm just, that's a little free thing yeah. here. Yeah. Um, no, it, my advice is free. The insurance is not free. <laughs> um, but typically you have to have 25% down when you sign. Mm -hmm. And annually you have to have 25 Well, you know, I mean, if you're not saving for that and you have a if your insurance is really expensive i mean you just get kicked yeah in the gut and yeah. they it just takes all everything out of savings so um and i agree with that expenses is really important i agree with that especially on insurance you never want to get caught with your pants down no, with no insurance because it will be that one time it that will it, will, it will suck you dry what i do is um and that was hard for me because i never budgeted for insurance and then it, i'd get that bill and go oh my gosh how am i going to pay this so I have it drafted out of my account monthly. Yes, I do too. It costs me maybe ten dollars extra a year. Yeah. It's not. It's worth it. It's worth it to me yes. to never. And then I don't get socked at one time right. for it. It's it's a monthly expense I have in my budget. Yeah. It's there. It's it is what it well, is. And this is very important. What she just said about it's worth it to her to pay an extra ten dollars so that it doesn't hit her quarterly or annually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have to decide for yourself yes what type of risk tolerance you have yeah for that type of thing mm -hmm. or if that you're super organized and you do have some way to make sure that the money mm -hmm. is there each quarter or whatever but for Edie because her business ebbs and flows it's way better for her to budget monthly yes to go ahead and pay an extra 10 yeah and yes it costs her an extra 120 a year right but it's worth it to her so yes. she just there's there's an even balance every month and she knows exactly how much money's coming out because in, you know, not all businesses have ebbs and flows as 
drastic as say construction or spas because mm-hmm. spas it really depends on gift certificates for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. what have you. So she's got a lot of fluctuation. Just, just to give you an example, we sell a lot of gift cards at Christmas time. So our income is big at Christmas time. But then come January, it's a loss because all those people are redeeming their gift cards. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about with the ebbs yeah. and flows. I mean, we could be, I don't know, knee deep in income in December, but come January, holy heck, it's, yeah. oh my gosh. Well, and this is like where, everybody's paying yeah. with a gift card and that's not income. It's sure. not because it was income back and in December. She has done a great job of having a separate account for that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that she doesn't accidentally look and see a big dollar amount and go, eh, we can pay for that. and eh, we can pay mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. human nature. Like you yeah. see a big number there and you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, I can splurge a little here and I can splurge a little there. And then when January comes and everybody's redeeming and the I, money's not there. I yeah. highly recommend that if you're selling gift cards that you open a separate account and put that money in the gift card account. And then as your gift cards are redeemed, you pull that money out to pay for that portion of it. Yeah. Otherwise it, it, been there, done that. It can be well, and we all will, and that actually that is the premise of um, profit first. The process that I'm always talking about. Get the book. That is the premise. Mm-hmm. Is that in our brains? If we open up, you know, everybody looks at their phone now to see their accounts. Mm-hmm. If you see a lot of money there. It something happens like we have this full on forgetfulness that happens, oh, and we're like, "Oh, okay, I can just go spend that money," forgetting that insurance is coming up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a really, it really does make a huge difference in in that. But that is all part of mm-hmm. learning your break even. Yes, yes. Because if Edie didn't take into effect that there's all of these gift cards, she may have just taken a full year of income. And divided it by 12 mm-hmm. and use that in part of this uh, break-even process. Yeah. And it would have been completely wrong. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. You have to, you know, for me, my break-even includes, um, or my, my on my income side, I only take into consideration the services that we've sold, the tips that have been paid, and the retail. That's my income. I can't take into consideration gift cards, and I can't take into consideration... Um, where people, um, they sometimes just put $500 on their account. That's not income until a service has been received. And so learning that process was part of it too Mm -hmm. in that I had to break all that down because otherwise I can look at that and go, woohoo, I did great. Like somebody just bought eight massages and we put that on their account. That's 800 bucks. Well, I can't consider that income right now, not until they receive the service. So that's, that's where you have to yeah. really look at what you're yeah. doing. and um, Well, and I think this, Edie and I did not talk about this before we hit record. Um, so I'm, I'm like throwing this out there. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um, I think talking about what does go into break even mm-hmm. is important. I think it's really important to talk about what does not go into break even mm-hmm. now that we're sitting yes. here talking about it. Yes. So what does not go into break even mm-hmm. are things like meals because mm-hmm. you don't have to have no. a meal no. with a client in order to break uh, even. To break even. No. That is over and above. And Mm -hmm. other things that might not be in a break even would be um, if you have to go buy something, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's say you drop your phone Mm -hmm. and you break it and Mm -hmm. you've got to go buy another phone. It's part of your business, but that's not break even because you broke your Mm -hmm. phone. Well, and it's also things like I'm getting ready to do some updates at my spa. Those are not break even. No, those are capital improvements. Yeah. So that's that you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't build that into your break even. Right. That's above and beyond. Um, What else can you think of that would not? Yeah. 
I just I felt like it was important that we yeah mention a few things yeah. because I I you can we hadn't easily thought about that. yeah mm-hmm. you can easily think that um, certain things are uh, part of that break even but mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. is the is only the essentials to keep mm-hmm. your business open so marketing any type of marketing mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. you you have to budget that in but that's mm-hmm. not part of a break even right I hope that makes sense yes it does the make difference sense. between the two I mean even like things like um, my membership my membership to the Chamber of Commerce that's not something that's a break even that's additional that's a subscription that yeah. Once a year, you can or cannot. You 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 can have the membership or you cannot have the membership. Right. It's not something that you're, is going to keep your doors open. Right. So those that's where you need to ask that question. Yes. Yeah. What is good the point. absolute essential? Good surprise. Oh, good. Good Glad surprise. surprise. Good surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we didn't talk about that. No, so it's it's rent. It's utilities. It's insurance for the business. For me, my insurance is um, the insurance on my building and the workers' compensation insurance. Those things I have to have right. to keep my, my doors open. You, yeah, right. yeah. Of course, supplies, payroll. Um, <laughs> she can't read Subscriptions. Read I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> subscription, those subscriptions that I'm talking about, different from the chamber subscription, it would be MailChimp, um, Amazon Prime. If you subscribe to, like we have soft music that plays... Yeah, and you Subscri- have to have that. I mean, who wants to in go a into spa, a massage right. and n- no music? I mean, that helps relax you, so we have a subscription to pay for that. Right. So, yes. Those are the things that you have yeah. to calculate. And I, I actually have to pay for a subscription to one of those platforms as well mm-hmm. because of the vision boards that I do. Right. And I, I need very specific music. Right. And several different genres mm-hmm. as I'm going through the process because my I'm very serious about what I do. And yes. we start with soft and we bring up the beat a little more and we bring up the beat a little more. So, yeah, I mean, there are things that are absolutely necessary for your business. I've done vision boards with you, what, five or six times? Uh-huh. And I never knew about the soft and the You've never noticed me. Uh-uh. Yeah. But I can, I can remember as I'm getting to the end, yeah. I'm starting to, yeah. you know, snap along with yeah. the tunes. Yep. See, it's it one works. Of those, it's one of those little things it that works. I do. Yep. That's so funny. Because <laughs> if I left it really soft. Oh, I'd be a slow-mo turtle. Uh, right. Trying to, you know. Yep. I'm getting there soon. So I want to identify something here really quick for everybody who is listening to break even if you're still with us because it's such a riveting. So exciting. We want to acknowledge and give you permission that this is scary. Yeah, it is. Breaking even this very concept when you it's the first thing you do when you start mm-hmm. breaking into your numbers mm-hmm. and it's scary mm-hmm. because when you start adding up all the expenses mm-hmm. it can be a scary process. Yeah. Because you realize number 1 what it takes you to run the business and now you're what I like to call feeding the monster. Mm-hmm. You have to feed the monster to mm-hmm. keep it from starving yeah. and that monster is your business yeah. and it's, it's easy, easy, easy to let all of these expenses that accumulate, whether it be, Oh, the easiest ones are on your credit cards that yeah. just kind of get thrown on there and you don't ever open your credit card statement and look yeah. at all of those things. Um, or if you don't ever open your bank statement, mm-hmm. like these are the things when we have to face those pieces of paper mm-hmm. right in front of us, it is scary. It's terrifying. And I just want to encourage you just push through. Yeah. You're going to be okay. We've Just, all done it. You know, get, get... And don't beat yourself up. Find somebody that you really feel comfortable with and that you trust. And if and if 
if you don't want to divulge all the numbers, which I'm sitting here with Jennifer and there are things that I haven't divulged with her, but I've, I've told her a lot, a lot, <laughs> but just having that cushion to bounce mm-hmm. off of will give you what you need just to take one baby step at a time. Um, well, and this is why having a business best yes, is uh, so important. Having the very name of our podcast, yes. business, this is why this is important. Yes. Because there are things that you can tell your business bestie about those numbers in your business that mm-hmm. you may not tell another soul because mm-hmm. they get it. They get it. They get it. And another thing that I want to say is that we mentioned in the two weeks ago that um, numbers can be scary, but they can also tell your story and they can be good. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a definition of whether you're successful or whether you're a failure. That's not what it's meant to be. Um, but you can't you can't get to the profit part of it until you know your numbers, and so that's why. Um, and you're hearing it from somebody that has walked it out, friends. I just I can't explain how much um, stronger mm-hmm. I feel knowing my numbers. And there's still yeah. there's still work to be done, yeah. and there will always be work to be done sure. as long as we're living in on this earth. Sure, absolutely. It won't be any. It won't be perfect until we get to heaven. So right. there will always be work to be yeah. done in your numbers. So. And numbers are never fun, like Mm-mm. unless you are somebody who's doing it for a living and loves mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, it's just not fun. It's not the fun. You did not get into business to do bookkeeping. No, you no. chased your passion and mm-hmm. you ran out there to do the thing that you feel like you're the best at. Yeah, and that is probably not numbers, and it's just a burden and a part of business that you have to do. But let me tell you, from a person that doesn't. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I always have, I've always had a budget from the time I bought my first car when I was 16. I've always had a budget. No, is it a complete budget? No, but just, just the confidence that I have, more confidence now than ever, because I do keep tabs on my numbers now is, is liberating. So it is very liberating. Just do it. Just do it. And part of that scary thing, it just, I know it doesn't seem like that could be the case, but man, knowledge is power. Oh, it is. It, it, it really is. is. And just acknowledging mm-hmm. where your numbers are for your business, yeah, it will, it'll, I mean, I feel like I can say this and it'd be true. The healthiest businesses are the ones where the owner really knows their mm-hmm. numbers mm-hmm. and keeps track of them. Yeah. The healthiest businesses, because they know yeah. when things start in around them, mm-hmm. like economy mm-hmm. start to tank they are already on top of those numbers and right. already know what that looks like and why it's happening and right. how to pivot if you have your streams of income in place mm-hmm. if you you can watch that and you can know i mean like a couple of episodes ago um Edie talked about a guy who owns some pizza places and he knew at any time he could pull up an app on his phone which i don't know what that app is but at any time he knew how many pizzas of what kind we're selling. Mm-hmm. So to know your business that well mm-hmm. and you know, I mean you you can only be more healthy mm-hmm. if you understand mm-hmm. all of that and it all begins with your break even. It's it's like it's like going to the doctor when you have a symptom and the doctor dissects the symptoms to get down to the root of the problem so he can treat the problem. Exactly. It's not any different with your numbers. It is exactly true. So you have to decide, do you want to keep running to the ER mm-hmm. or do you want to sit down on a regular basis mm-hmm. with your primary care physician and tell them your symptoms and get them figured out before you end up at the ER? Yeah. 
That's ex- it's a perfect example. That's a great analogy. I mean, because the numbers, the ER are, is so expensive. You don't want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And not knowing your numbers, uh-huh. it's expensive too. And Could I, be. I do say this to people a lot. Oh, I don't need to know my numbers. I, I have money in the bank. This is my favorite one. I have plenty of money in the bank. Yes, you do. Until you don't. Until you don't. Because something. The cycle of economy, mm-hmm. something is going to happen, and just relying on a bank balance mm-hmm. to know whether or not you have enough money yeah. is not going to do it no. when things hit. Been there. Rotating devices. Been there. <laughs> been there personally yeah. and professionally. Yeah. I have been there, and um, you know, with the pandemic and everybody scaling back and everybody pivoting mm-hmm. and taking pay cuts mm-hmm. and. It makes you really step back and look at things and go, whoa, 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 whoa. I I wasn't set up for life. (laughs) Right. I, prior to the pandemic, I had, I do, I do a lot of networking. And so multiple people had told me I needed to have a conversation with this individual and same, it was coming both ways. So we sat down and had a conversation. I honestly don't even remember saying these words to her, Um, but I said something to the effect of, the economy is a cycle, mm-hmm. and if you're not experiencing it right now, you're going to. Mm-hmm. There will be another downslide. Mm-hmm. Like it, it. I've been through three or four of them now. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. And so you just always have to be prepared. And cash is king. And I said something. She tells me that those are the words that I said mm-hmm. to her. Fast forward into the pandemic, mm-hmm. and arbitrarily she reaches out to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, she's calling. And she said, I just need to tell you something. We met and you told me these things. And I went home and I told my husband and we immediately started paying off all of our debt. Mm -hmm. And she said, we got all the way down to zero debt and the pandemic hit and we had to shut our doors for six weeks. She said, if we, if you had not said that and we had not spent Mm -hmm. our time and our resources Mm -hmm. very seriously getting all of our credit card debt Mm -hmm. to zero, Mm -hmm. we even paid off some car, like paid everything down. We just devoted every single penny we had to paying off debt. She said, we would, I would have lost my, my business. And she said, I can tell you it was your words that kept me from losing my business. And I don't even remember the words. Like, I don't remember <laughs> saying it. But I say it a lot because yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, where was I going with that? What were we talking about? Cash is king. And, Cash is and king. pandemics happen. And, and, and Yes. There's always a cycle. There's and, always something. And knowing your break-even is really, really important. So important. So, so important. important. And it changes, especially right now with the inflation. Yeah. It is changing all the time. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be extreme if I were to say you probably need to know your your break even quarterly. Yeah. You need to reevaluate the numbers especially if you're buying supplies of some kind. Yes. If it's your annual subscriptions and stuff, those aren't changing. I'm, we're talking about the things that you have to buy out there that are constantly adding to your your mm-hmm. overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say quarterly is absolutely not too much. And if you're if you really want to go crazy, you could do it monthly, and then you'd really be on top of things. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't hurt right doesn't now with hurt. things going so things crazy, so crazy to just see those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jennifer. We close every podcast with a. Celebration or a kick in the butt. So, um, I'm going to kick in the butt again. (laughs) And this, again, has to do with me moving. Um, So, Ron and I, from 2011, after we sold our business, to now, have done, I could safely say, probably five big purges. 
So when we sold our business, that was one of them. We had a gigantic sale, just got rid of tons and tons of stuff because that all came out of the building where we had our business. They didn't buy the building, they bought the business. And so we still had all this space and anyway. So we did that. We did some of that. I did ran to the house and grab stuff personally, but you just accumulate. Mm -hmm. The more room you have, the mm -hmm. more junk you accumulate, mm -hmm. right? So we, at that time, had a 4,000 square foot business building and our house was around 2,500 square feet, right? Did a big purge, blah, 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 sold the building, moved from that house. And uh, then we moved into a much larger house, like 4,400 square feet. What do you do when you have that much space? You fill just, it up. You just fill it up, right? So then there had to be another gig just gigantic purge. So my kick in the butt is, and really it's just a message to people, stop buying crap. That's <laughs> <laughs> really what it boils down to. Because now we've we made the decision in our mid-50s to downsize, mm -hmm. which is a little early for most people, but Ron and I never had kids, and so our life is kind of earlier than mm -hmm. most people. Mm -hmm. We go through the those seasons of life sooner, like empty. Mm -hmm. we're, yeah. just, we're very different because we didn't have kids. So um, we decided to downsize, not have a second story, just really prepare for life. And um, so we went from 4,400 square feet to 2,400 square feet. So half of the space. We packed everything up. We had to move into a rental while we we're finishing the house. So every single item I picked up, I had to make one of three decisions. Is it going to Goodwill? Is it going to mm -hmm. this little three-month period of time where we're living in the rental? Or is it permanent storage until we get to our final destination? Every single item, every single item. So packing all the stuff that went into the long-term storage, we then, as soon as we bought the house, began moving it into the attic. All of those <laughs> boxes, containers. The attic is crammed. I haven't counted because I, I don't want to know those numbers, even mm -hmm. though we're talking about numbers. Mm -hmm. I do not want to know how many containers are up there, but I can tell you that it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And we've moved into the house, brought with us all of the rental, what we had at the rental, and we're living just fine. I'm missing a couple of things that I'm like, oh, I wish I had that right now, but it's packed in a box. But I have container after container of stuff that so I don't even know what so, it, it won't fit. So what you're saying is you're going to have to purge again. I am going to have to do another okay. major purge. Like the back of my car today is full of stuff that I'm going to run by Goodwill and drop off. Mm -hmm. So my advice to everybody is stop buying crap. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, if, it, if I've lived for the last three months without, without all of it, those things, what are those do things? Do you really need it? Right. Mm-hmm. So, this is just my little public service announcement. Stop <laughs> buying crap. <laughs> Buy what you need. Yeah. Buy what you need. So, mine is a celebration. Um, we partnered through my nonprofit. We partnered um, with a grantor um, last fall. And um, I was really excited because I thought we were really going to get this big check. You know, I'm talking... <laughs> Five ten thousand dollars. That's big to me when in a nonprofit world. And it was at the end of the year. Um, we were scraping for money because all nonprofits were really, you know, hit hard by the pandemic and fundraising. And we couldn't do our in person fundraisers anymore because nobody would come. Everybody was afraid they'd get COVID. And so um, we had to figure out a different way to raise money. And one of the streams of income is a grant. I write the grants and turn them in. And I, I had talked with this person that works for this particular, she was a, pre, a prior cancer client. 
she worked for a big a big company that had a big foundation and I thought this is my end this is my end here comes the big check here comes the big check <laughs> we're gonna be flying into January looking good and lo and behold it was a thousand dollars and I really I really I mean I even had a little pity party with my president of my board and you know, when am I going to receive the the recognition that I deserve for doing this good thing? And where is God in all of this? And, you know, come on. And um, and then I got over it and I was okay. And it all worked out. We, you know, found the money, blah, blah, blah. Different, different streams of income. Okay. So fast forward. And they told me at that point, you know, we want you to go ahead and apply. And remember that our... Um, the period in which they accept, you know, applications for grants is the beginning of the year because that's when they budget for the for the year, right. right? And that's not where I was because it was later in the year. And that's probably the reason why I, I was lucky to get the $1,000 because that's sure. what they had left, sure. right? Yeah. Didn't know that at the time. Didn't care to know that at the time. I was just really disappointed. But anyway, fast forward, I submitted my my grant for 2022 in November of last year, right? And I just... And, and God told me just to let that seed lie, plant the seed, and then do what you're supposed to do. And so I did that this time instead of like sending emails going, where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> and lo and behold, oh, probably three weeks ago, I get an email from this foundation. And I'm thinking, wow, that was early. I wasn't expecting anything to like April or May, right? Um, and I, I was granted $5,000. Woohoo! And it was in memory of a cancer client that had passed away that worked for that company. Oh my goodness. That is so, so amazing. So let's put all things in perspective. Yes. It was all in the right timing. It was, yeah. And talk about humble. Yeah. Oof. Eat the big piece of crow. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just... In this world, you have to be willing to take the step. And that's what we're saying with this break-even thing. Take the step, plant the seed, let God water it, and show you how to do it. Yeah. And if you do that, that's where your success comes from. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was a celebration. Wasn't expecting it that soon. Wasn't expecting that amount of money. Um, and in, in honor of somebody that we actually served. So, oh, gosh, that's just so meaningful. Yeah. So it takes on a whole new meaning for the money that you receive. Yeah. I mean, now there's a, a bigger expectation yeah. and continue to do what you're doing. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. So that was God my, is so good. He is. He is so good. All right, Miss Jennifer, where can we find you? If we have questions about break even, you are the expert. Where can they find <laughs> you? <laughs> Jennifer at directionmasterminds.com. And if you want to reach out to me as an entrepreneur, you can reach me at edie which is Edie at stonebrookdayspa.com. Thank you so much for listening. Don't miss next week. We're really going to dive into some details about profitability um, with your streams of income. So you'll want to tap into that one too. See you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Edie. And this is Jennifer. And we hope that we've inspired you to find your business bestie if you haven't already. Thank you.